Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Everyone, welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch live show. I am Emily. <laughs> I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I love watching scary movies, and so I watch them so that you don't have to. And uh, yeah, we have a very exciting one today. Can't freaking wait! It's exciting. Whoa. I am so curious and dodging the headlines on this one has been like a full-time job. I feel like I'm trying, I'm doing everything I can <laughs> Your not job to get is dodging headlines now. It's a full-time <laughs> job. Truly though, I feel like there's 40 hours a week, 40 hours a week dodging <laughs> headlines. I should get paid for this. Um, anywho, I've been doing my best. I don't, I'm going in so blind. I know nothing. I know nothing. Amazing. I'm so excited. That's great. I can't wait to well, tell you. And, and we haven't even said what the freaking movie is, so nobody knows anything yet. Um, but we'll say it. I guess we can say it. I guess it does say it behind uh, us. If we right say it, now. who knows what will um, happen? <laughs> um, you, if, if I'm, an, I'm not going to say it yet, but you probably know what it is. You probably know. <laughs> you probably know. Take your best guess. Um, but before I say what it is, which you may or may not already know, um, we don't always do this in our live shows, which is to ask if anything scary happened to us this week. But guess what? I have been sick and I missed seeing you guys last mm. weekend. And yeah. I just wanted to chat with my friends. And um, and also, I've been holding something back, a life Whoa. experience from my friends for the podcast. And I simply couldn't wait another <gasps> day to tell oh you. My oh, my God. Should you go first? So... I guess, yeah. I, I should probably tell her. I guess what I'm saying is, I need to. Go <laughs> I guess first. what I'm saying is, <laughs> shut I up can't wait <laughs> a single second longer. Okay, so wow. Hmm, did anything scary happen to us this week? Yeah, something scary happened to me this week, which is that. Okay, so Joel and I went to dinner, like the but it was like the night, but like I that I got sick, so it's like a little mm. over a week ago, and mm-hmm. um. It wasn't COVID. I was certain it was going to be COVID. I was so certain I had COVID and um, I didn't, which is just to say, like, you know, I was nervous that I had been at a restaurant with people. Then it was just a cold, which nobody wants a cold either. But anyway, it's all above board. (laughs) So we went to dinner. Um, We went to Safi's, a great restaurant. Love Safi's. One of those ones. It's one of my like uh, it's on my list of reservations I might make if I stay up until midnight because you sort of have to because it's hard to get into. Right. I've never heard of Safi's. I don't know what that is. Oh, it's great. It's um, it's Mediterranean food. It's the same people who own Bavel and Bestia. So real L.A. restaurant. Uh, wow. wow. T- Titans. Is the word I was going <laughs> to say? Ty- tycoons? <laughs> I guess we could both, also say both that. Work. Both, yeah. Both. Um, so 
Uh, it, and it's very good. And it's um, it's where we found oyster, Henley. I don't know if you, you've been out you've been out of LA for a long time. <sighs> anyway, I don't, know, I don't know anything anymore. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm really drawing this out. Um, <laughs> so we go to Savvy's. I'm just saying Savvy's is like a hot spot. You know, Savvy's is like a bit of a hot spot. But we're there mm. on a Thursday. It's Thursday night. Sure. And we get seated, and we're sitting at like. Um, you know how in restaurants, how some of the tables, like for two, is a like a, a wall that's just a shared booth between everyone and then a bunch of little two-person tables and you're like very close to the table next mm-hmm, to you. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. if I'm like here. Right, right. You're so you close. You know, the other person is at the other edge of my screen. I was too lazy to like actually move my chair, but you get the picture. It's like stressful to get up to go to the bathroom because it's like yeah, I'm going like to knock all of your food off your table. table. Yes, yes, yes. You either give them your face or your butt, like, and that's just <laughs> the only option you have. Yeah. So it's that close. So, you know, we sit down and the table next to us gets cleared and it's all ready to to be seated with somebody else. And, you know, we're chatting. I'm, I'm like happy to be on a date out with Joel and... I'm sitting in the booth side so I can see the door and I see the couple being brought into the restaurant. And oh, right. who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Who's, who, do, who do we think it is? Who I was like, is? oh, I, I can see who this is. Joel can't see who this is. I can't say anything because we're like right by the door. It's and then the I start twins. to realize they're being brought. Oh, oh my God. Imagine it was the Olsen twins. <laughs> what if you just guessed it and it was the Olsen twins? That would have been really crazy. I would have been like. <laughs> this really makes me laugh for some reason. Absolutely to my core. Um, so well, spoiler alert, it wasn't the Olsen twins. <laughs> but. And then I realized, oh my God, they're being seated next to us. They're being seated <gasps> next to us. Oh my God. And. They come over and they sit down and it's Jordan Peele and Chelsea Peretti. Oh, my oh, God. That's a perfect. That's a perfect couple to be right next to you. And Gorgeous like, couple. So, so prime for overhearing their entire conversation. Well, I mean, yeah. So we were so close to them and I could see, so I could see them before Joel cut. I could like see them sit down. So like Chelsea sitting next to me, like, you know, right here, Jordan sitting right next to Joel. It's like being on an airplane right next to them. It's so close. And, and so, um, you know how like when someone walks by you in a restaurant sometimes certainly if they're coming to a table next to you like you know it just like draws your focus for a second so like I know it's them and I'm trying to be really cool and like want Joel to know but I can't tell Joel because they would hear it and so he's like talking to me like I'm talking to you right now and he does a little one of these then he goes (laughs) 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 he looks at me like and I was like "Mm -hmm." and we just had to like play it so fucking cool (laughs) and then I like couldn't you have to keep your own conversation going because Ooh. like it's obvious if you don't but I also couldn't like we were talking and I truly said to Joel at one point I was like they were talking to the waiter so I was like they probably can hear us and I was like are you really distracted right now like I like couldn't pay attention to talking to Joel but I also was talking to Joel because I had to be but I was trying to listen to their whole conversation yeah, I wouldn't be able to focus at all you didn't ask him if he wanted to be on the podcast I didn't the whole time I was like <laughs> I have a horror podcast how do I tell him how do I actually find out I, 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 I don't know what to do um, but you gotta be, you know, it's like you, 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 it's not the you place gotta be for cool. It. You gotta the let them have their night. It. We'll ask him some other time. We'll ask him some other time. And then when we have mine, I'll be like, Jordan, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> guess what happened? Um, but no, you just have to play cool. You can't bother them. You just have to act, you know, act like they're regular people. Um, <laughs> which they are not. Clearly which they're not. not. <laughs> and they're different from us, fundamentally. Um, and it was just really crazy. It was it was like one of my favorite settings I've ever had, and I couldn't believe they were sitting next to us. Honestly, I wish they hadn't been sitting next to us because I like couldn't talk about chill. it. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to tell you right away, but I was like, you've "Gotta save it for the pod." Can and so you? then I also couldn't tell my friends. 
Did you, I did tell did my you friends. Overhear, did you overhear anything interesting that you can share? Publicly? Not a ton. It was like hard to like get, but he was like talking about like studio negotiations. It was crazy. Oh, he was like boring. talking about having like disagreements with people at like Universal or some shit. And he's mentioned something. He's like, I'm trying to do it. It wants to be like key and peel, but this. And I was like, like I just like I didn't get in I just got like snippets but it was enough for me to just be like he's talking about things he's talking about things he's doing <laughs> he's talking about this like we saw the Daniels at the, the Korean right spa and was, did I we could, ever say that on the podcast I can't remember if no. we did but guess you what didn't. we you did didn't. You we didn't. did we saw them and, and they, they were <laughs> saying like so what's our next project it was like it was like a comically obvious yeah. statement that I was like <laughs> keep in mind they were wearing their like fun little um, Korean spa big shorts and t-shirts and just like sitting in the dining area. Anyway, it's just like it was really it was That's really crazy. Cool. They looked great. They seemed to ha- be having a great time. I was like a couple that I was like, oh man, what a like cool married couple. They've just been like doing their thing for a while. Do they have they, kids? Yeah, they really just both looked fabulous. I don't know if they have kids. I don't think I don't they think they do. Kids? I honestly have no idea. I don't know I don't why know. I'm even guessing. I think I Jordan Peele's company was bidding on Zach Kreger's next horror film mm. and oh, lost. Zach Kreger just signed a like insane overall deal. Yeah, so Jordan Peele had mm. something to do with that, and it, like it didn't work out in Jordan Peele's favor. So I wonder if that was part of what he was that like mad he was about. about. I think he left his agent because of that. Oh wow! Um, I don't actually know like, the full details, but you're like Jordan. Let me piece this together. So. What I'm overhearing right now. <laughs> Sorry, Jordan, just one second. What I'm hearing from you is. What I'm hearing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it, was cra- it was crazy, you guys. It was like, it was, it's one thing to see a celebrity, but it's another thing to see somebody who you're like, I just think you're so cool. Yeah, it's you like, really look up and to them. you're not even and to like, see them for an like A-lister an necessarily right next to you. It was really wild. And I was pleased with their vibe. I wanted them to be pleased with our vibe. You know, that was another thing where I was like, I hope they think they're next to a cool couple. <laughs> <laughs> I know that they did. I just know um, in my heart thank you that so they much. did. To, to them, their definition of cool is people who don't bother us. So I'm sure you... And nobody bothered them. And I, yeah. and I was glad to see that. I really was. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think they just, you know... Okay, this is, remind, is this is reminding me it's so different, but I have to bring it up. I maybe I talked about it on the podcast, but my most recent celebrity sighting, which was on the subway when John Lithgow sat across from me on the subway, <laughs> yeah. and it was like an empty subway car, and he was holding a three ring binder that just said John Lithgow in huge <laughs> letters. <laughs> on the front of it and I was like whoa is that like, John Lithgow like he's wearing a mask like I can't really tell and then I realized I was like, <laughs> it, was it like, says yes, John it is. Lithgow it says yes, it on it the is. binder and such oh, that's so but funny. that's so cool because that means it's like he was like reading a script that someone had given yeah no that's and then like he for got his off, next project he got off at Lincoln Center so he must have been practicing or doing something at Lincoln Center but um yeah he wasn't no one bothered him no one even noticed I feel like I was the only person I was like are you was guys he reading it like yeah, holding he was like, it up he like, like this up so it said and it said John let's go in big letters like all on the front and then like down the spine too it was like everywhere it's, it's so and I thought this a lot after that dinner like it's it would it's so weird to just enter a room and have so many people in it I would hate know that. who you are and like be aware that. of you and it's so bizarre it's cool to not be bothered but it's just so weird I saw one of the guys from Broad City the other day and I like knew that he saw that I knew him and I'm like that must happen to him 
all day long, constantly, where I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) then I'm like mad at myself. I'm like, oh, you're making him feel uncomfortable. (laughs) But it's like, you can't, it's also like, it's not even like intentional. Like it's like the the look Joel gave me was like, his body just went like, oh my God. Like, it's like, you can't, you just, it's a, it's a person from your TV. It's crazy. It is really weird. It's very weird. Anyway. Weird. Um, okay, that's huge, Emily. I your strength your strength of will. Um, I continue to admire it. The fact that you <laughs> held that back for so long, huge, huge. You're so strong. Really <laughs> you're the most self disciplined person I know. <laughs> I did tell our friends, um, Marty and Kim, because I had to tell somebody. But then we saw them last night, Sammy and I, and I did text them before, and I was like, "Don't mention <laughs> Jordan Peele to Sammy." <laughs> to protect this information because well, I thought I was like we hadn't seen them since so I texted them out I was like are they gonna bring it up they simply can't that's funny <laughs> this huge news they're gonna want to talk about it <laughs> this thing that happened to me a week ago they're gonna want to go over it again anyway um thanks for having um, you guys Okay, I have a really quick thing, which is that I went to the dentist for the first time in years. My God, that it's is been scary years. in itself. Yeah, it's scary that I haven't gone years. in years. Oh, it's I been a long time, that. but I had that. I had that big scare in Costa Rica where I really thought mm-hmm. that my tooth was gonna like. Oh right. I thought I thought that something really bad was happening, and it, it made me be like, I just got to go to the dentist and get things checked out, so that and, you don't um, need to go to an emergency dentist exactly. when it's least convenient. And I do have, I do have, mm -hmm, I do have a chipped, um, cavity in the back. And so that is been causing some issues with me. So I'm really glad that I went, but the thing that I want to bring up specifically about the dentist, which is that I'm in a new dentist. It's like kind of, it feels like maybe fancy accidentally. I just went to one (laughs) near my office, but they asked me over the phone if I needed any like assistance with like anxiety going to the dentist? And I said, no. And I didn't really know what that meant. And so then I mm. asked when I got there, I was like, what did that even mean? Like, what would you guys do? I just said no. <laughs> I, because I, I mean, I was like, um, I think I'm fine. But yeah. then the woman explained to me, she was like, oh, you can just tell us in advance and we'll give you nitrous oxide. Oh, and, fancy dentists do that. It's so crazy. And and like, just tell us in advance and we'll like give you nitrous and it just makes you feel like calm and relaxed and you don't need to worry about it. Like it wears off really quickly. And she said like 30% of the client's like their patients use it. And so I have to go back for a cavity. So they have to fix this filling because it's cracked. Uh-huh. And so I'm like, should I do the nitrous oxide thing? feels like, yes. Like on a Friday morning, 8 a.m. dentist appointment, <laughs> doing a little nitrous oxide. Look. But also this is the first time I'm hearing of yeah, this. Never this heard I things. feel like I don't trust it. I know. I So I didn't know this until, remember when I went to the dental place for like six yes. months? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yes. Um, and the hygienist told me that they work at some price. So this is like in LA and some of them work in places in like Beverly Hills and stuff where it's it, it like very much, at least to hear them talk about it, it very much has to do with the kind of clientele you have and their uh, uh, financial situations that they'll just be like, oh, um, no, I don't, I don't go to the dentist without getting nitrous um, oxide. And it's like for like a cleaning, for like a cleaning, no. they'll be like, I need to be put under, I need to get gas. And it's like, this that's so weird. It's crazy. And they were like, it makes it so hard to do our jobs. Like, oh, it's really? so much harder to do a cleaning if someone is like, how do they I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's like, that's it's huge. So, and it's also really like, bizarre. It feels like that's so it's that's got to be I don't know resources are finite it feels like that has to be not good to just be throwing it around <laughs> 
to be like nitrosing it up <laughs> whenever I don't you know. go to the dentist. So this is my question is like, is it bad to do the way that it was presented to me is like, this is an option. Do you want to do it? And I was like, I have never even heard of this. Like maybe like it sounds, Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know either. Anyway, I go next Friday. I do have an appointment at 8 a.m. Part of me is curious and I might just do it. Tell you guys what Give it a try. Whatever. Because like, unless somebody has information. Yeah. To let us know us if it's a bad idea. idea. A, let us know if it's a really bad idea. Um, I have to get a cavity removed and re-put in because basically like. I mean, that seems like something that you want. No, right, never, they do I'm it. fine with not doing it. It's more like, you know, when someone presents it to you and they're it like, feels do you like want luxurious, indulgent. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's weird to feel indulgent in a like medical capacity. <laughs> yeah. It's just not, it's like, just not computing for me fully. <laughs> treat yourself to a little nitrous oxide, baby. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. And then I go to work right afterwards and I'm like, supposed oh, to yeah, be. that seems Feeling like probably great. not a good idea then. I'd say Feeling a hundred percent. They said you're fine afterwards. They said they don't give you that but much so like it's like that feels cr- that it's like what are we talking about here i don't know this is How my is question like- oh, this is my question they made yeah, it I feel very normal they made it feel like very normal yeah. sound off in the comments i'd all my only experience of it is the couple of dental hygienists i worked with hated Okay, well that, that that's very that's very informative to me because the but last maybe thing I want don't, because no, the last thing I want is for the hygienist or whoever is helping to be like annoyed that I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> that sucks I don't want that for them <laughs> oh my god I feel like there's also a universe where you know you don't need to take that on <laughs> well but I don't know I don't know I just wanted to I just wanted to read the room and see if you guys had even heard of this so this is useful because they were yeah. acting like it was very she was like why are you even asking me she was at, she almost was like oh you don't know about this like yeah of course like we'll give you nitrous oxide well if it's a fancy dentist I bet it's like we all do that what are you talking about I read it this is yeah crazy I have how not, the other half lives you know I know I, not heard of I know this. I can't I can't afford a fancy dentist so whoops oh well Oops. <laughs> Whoopsie. Um, Anywho, I went to one and we can all, you know, breathe breathe a huge sigh sigh of relief. Phew. Yes. Phew. I did it. Um, Good. Sammy, what about you? Did anything scary happen to you this week? Um, Well, Emily and I went to see the new Magic Mike film last night and I... Obviously had a couple tequila sodas. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. Oh, I wanted to ask. Are you guys having a cocktail right now? Well, I was going to do it after our little check-in, but yes. Oh, sorry. Uh, was this on this? Was there a schedule? Oh, oh where'd it go? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the green screen color. So I made a mezcal soda so long ago that all the ice is now melted and it's just this huge. That's a gorgeous shot, honey. <laughs> huge. Do you guys want to see my nails up close? <laughs> Absolutely stunning. Three and a half week old manicure. Um, Yeah, I'm drinking the signature. I have to put it in front of the Judgment Day. Judgment Day. How is it? It's good. I had to. I didn't have Pisco, so I did. I know nobody does. I did white rum. (laughs) Nobody does. We got a lot of messages from people being like, "Where the fuck do I buy Pisco?" I'm sorry. It's because we gotta have that name be. (laughs) It's like I was. You know, it's hard sometimes. I did have absinthe, which is. I have absinthe as well, but I didn't make I didn't make that one because I'm still a little bit sick, and so I made a lower ABV drink as if that's like well that's fine. That's fine. That's basically um, good for I, you. It's, ba- it's basically that's a healthy drink. Germs. I'm drinking I'm Look drinking amaro lime. and amaro and soda with a little bit of lime, which is basically a health drink. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just like put my it in a little coop because it's 
It's fun to drink from a coop. Um, okay, but so sorry. So Sammy, you had two, you had some tequila sodas. I had, I had a couple of tequila sodas, and I was just like that level of hungover this morning, where it's it's I could still completely go about my day fine. It was like really minimal hangover, but mm-hmm. I realized that with any amount of hangover, I can just cry at anything and so okay oh sure we went or the the screening that we went to was a rowdy screening which was Mm -hmm. so fun i yeah highly recommend what do you mean like what do you mean rowdy screening like designated like you're encouraged to yell and cheer and so normally alamo's like you have to be very respectful of the film and like you don't talk you don't say any like if you talk i see wow even though you can like order and eat a whole meal it's a little contradictory but uh but this was like, no, 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 you like talk, shout. They gave us holler. like fake dollars to throw at the screen. Mm-hmm. It was very fun. But um, one of the trailers they played was Barbie and everyone mm. just like lost their minds, like cheering and screaming and like so excited. And this morning I remembered that moment and just started crying. <laughs> <laughs> just like what a beautiful moment that was just a shared experience of everyone being really excited for Bar- barbie is it is it the same trailer that's been out for a few yeah, weeks with the space oh, odyssey okay. it's so good space okay. odyssey it's a great yeah, yeah, great yeah. teaser <gasps> um i'm so excited I mean, for that but yeah so then today i also saw today's movie a second time and i'm gonna say what it is if you could believe it i cried in it I didn't cry in it the first wow. time, but because I'm in this fra- was in a more fragile state, I kind of I yeah. cried a few times. <laughs> oh. oh, but yeah, what movie is that, Emily? What are we doing? Oh, um, that movie is in case you in case you didn't know, uh, it's Knock at the Cabin, and it was released on February third, twenty twenty three. It's directed. But- what up oh, what i sorry i just really thought you were gonna say 2022 for a second and i forgot we're in 2023 and i just had a moment of being like fuck fuck i really don't know what fuck, year fuck, it is fuck, still fuck, fuck. <laughs> she, it was released on 2 3 23 mm. is that gonna be significant <laughs> um <laughs> it's directed by m night Shyamalan. screenplay by m night Shyamalan, steve desmond and michael sherman based on the cabin at the end of the world by paul g tremblay Starring Dave Bautista, Jonathan Groff, Ben Aldridge, Nikki Amuka Bird, Kristen Quee, Abby Quinn, and Rupert Grint. Love to see it. Ron. Um, it's in theaters right now. And I'm very excited to hear about it. I'm excited to tell curious. you guys about it. Um, um yeah. Yeah. Excited I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I love an M. Night Shyamalan movie no matter what. No matter what, I love it. Yeah. He's great. <laughs> they just give it to me. I, I managed up. to, I was thinking about this, and now it's all going to c- come undone for me because I'm saying it out loud. I have managed to avoid, like, all of the, twi- I don't know any of the twist endings of any of the movies so that, like, we haven't covered. I don't know We them. were going to say... We were going to cover the happening, and then yeah. Evan in the Human Centipede episode... Spoiled, spoiled the it. ending, but you but still he did it really missed quick. it. You still didn't catch I it. I still somehow missed it. I, <laughs> I, I, like, caught, it. It's, it's I like, caught it. I caught it. 
it's like my brain like blurs out, like it like censors like, out <laughs> for me without me realizing. I don't. Yeah. So I was like, even then, I was like, oh, tell me, what did he say? And you guys were like, no, we're not going to. No, because now we can still do it. We can still come. So yeah, I don't know any point. of them. Um, I was. Go- I'm excited to know this. I was one. going to rewatch Lady in the Water for this just because <laughs> I always like to say I, I like to stand up for lady in the water i i liked it but you do you do i haven't seen it in a long time and so now i can't really remember anything about it so i wanted to be able to rewatch it and confidently defend it and i can't i can't do that really but um yeah i i love most of his films i think that's great <laughs> i don't know the twist in lady in the water so we should do that one we should definitely do that one. Maybe it's a bonus episode. I don't know if it's like that scary. I guess it is. Maybe I watch it. I'll watch it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, guys. Also, by the way, I'm wearing my cabin sweater. Hold on. Did you? Ooh. Where's this? Where did this it looks, come from? It looks like the midsummer. Uh, it kind of does. Place where they Where'd all that come burn? from? <laughs> it was a Christmas present for my parents. That's cute. Oh, they know you so well. God, my parents would never buy me a, such a specific present i did i do think i asked for i was gonna it, say okay my mom okay. can't buy me clothes unless i ask for them um that's not true my, still, my mom might be listening and she did buy me a really nice jacket this year so thank you mom yeah, my thank mom you. can buy me my mom can buy me clothes my mom can thank buy you. me my clothes. mom can't um, thank you Sorry, i did mom. i did ask for this Sorry, uh, Nikki. <laughs> my dad got my dad got me a pink. Um, what's it called when it tracks your like heartbeat? What are those called? A bit fit. Heart. He got me a pink. A bit, bit fit? fit. What did you say? <laughs> it's really not that different. But my brain just went like a bit like I had like a a bit fit. Okay, 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 okay. To be fair, for one second, we use a program at work called BitFit. And so okay, that exists enough. in my life day to day. Fair enough. Fair but enough. I do have a pink Fitbit from my Fitbit. dad. And um, what shade of pink are we talking? About? Like like light pink, metallic pink. And the thing that's funny Aww. about it, the thing that's funny about it is that my sister in law Carrie opened up her present for my dad first, and it was a pink Fitbit. She was like, "Oh, so thoughtful! Like, thank you so much." Then my mom opened up her present. It was a pink Fitbit, and then I opened up my present, and I was like is this going to be a pink Fitbit? Mm-hmm. And it was. And he'd gotten all the women in the family. A pink Ladies Fitbit. wear pink. Fitbit. <laughs> well, it's also, I like that he still had you open them one by one. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> As opposed to like, hey, why don't you all open these at the same time? <laughs> Henley, I also just noticed your little photoshopped face is the only one that made it into the background of this uh, current yeah. setting. Oh yeah, well, that's in a fun way that you're just hanging out right there, and you're just hanging out with us. I really love that because I am a baby, right? Isn't that in the real? No, Emily's the baby. That's a baby. No, that's I'm the baby. I'm the baby. (laughs) That's um. I think that's Ben Aldridge in the. Oh, okay. um, I think so too. Gorgeous, 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 gorgeous. Mm. Um, is there trivia about this movie? Oh, yeah, we're going to do that now. Is that what we do? Um, there's some. There's some. There's not a ton. I was a little hesitant to, like, really do a deep dive because I didn't want to find anything yep. out, although I guess my brain would have censored it it's for a, me. But It's a full-time job, baby. It's a full-time <laughs> job. I've already put in 40 hours this week on this. Um, okay, so it has uh, it had a budget of $20 million. 
box office so far 27.6 wow it's only been out for a week so they're great they're, you know they're, not they're, too bad they didn't make all that way back um it has a 68 percent on rotten tomatoes a 63 percent on metacritic and a 6.4 on imdb Ooh, so everybody really, yeah everyone in agreement is middling Really all on the same page there. Um, okay, Lady Vita Trivia. As with director, I'm just going to call him Knight, as with mm-hmm. Knight's last movie, Old, Knock at the Cabin was shot on 35mm film. Hmm. Uh, Knight and his cinematographer, Jaron Blaschke, used lenses from the 90s to give the film a classic 90s thriller look. Oh, I like that. That should happen more often, I think. I guess my um, don't have a keen eye. There is kind of a retro title sequence that I clocked as being like, huh, like the movie doesn't feel this vibe for the rest of (laughs) it. I just feel like sometimes movies are to see a little retro title sequence. They're too like crystal clear sometimes. I thought this one was like HD crystal clear. clear. Okay. I thought it was. (laughs) Who knows? Okay. Well, so... (laughs) Um, It's Knight's second R-rated film after The Happening. And it is also his first film to be rated R for language in addition to violence. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, fuck yeah. yeah. So, (laughs) fuck yeah. (laughs) Um, So this is a, like, cool movie. Um, the <laughs> initial screenplay draft by Steve Desmond and Michael Sherman was voted onto the 2019 blacklist as one of the most popular unproduced screenplays of the year. So it's a blacklist script, which cool. is cool. Interesting because that's before Knight got involved. And so now I'm like, well, let's see what happens. Let's see what happened when he did. Um, and then this trivia, I just feel like is always stupid. <laughs> I um, love a okay. Stupid at the premiere. <laughs> Also, is it weird that I'm like, I normally read it off my phone when I read something while we're doing a recording, but I realized that I left my phone out in the living room. And so I have it in a Google Doc up on my screen. So I'm like reading it right next to where the can I'm like, does it look no like I'm like reading too, a teleprompter? Too anyway. subtle. Yeah. OK, great. OK. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> at the premiere in some cinemas at the entrance, the spectators were asked to give up something they cared about for the duration of the mm. film in exchange for a gift at the end. If you chose yes, then your phone was bagged and sealed by handing over the still sealed envelope at the exit. You received a nice prize. The initiative read, make your choice. You would give up one of the things you care most for the duration of the film. Prove it. Your sacrifice could be rewarded. Which is like, you're not using your phone while you're watching the movie. So it's... It's a, it's, it's a pretty dumb ploy. It's a pretty dumb... I'm like, I, like it'd be more interesting if it was like, can, it's a like give up something you care about and you're not getting it back. Like, if, you, you know... You're going to get a prize at the end, but like you don't get it back. Give me something you care about. You're not going to get it. As opposed to being like, give me your phone for the duration of the movie. Oh, and then look, you're going to get a little prize. Fu- that would be Who pretty would funny, that? too. That would be pretty funny, too, if they were just taking people's stuff, though. I mean, that I would mean, also be funny. they would give it back, obviously. I just mean it would be like a better. You're right. The framing of it would be. <sighs> the framing. It's just. Uh, it's who's very silly. Go- anyway, I, just, I thought it was stupid. Wait, that I'm a funny. little hung up on this, the script. Um, so. 
it, the screenplay is by M. Night Shyamalan, right? Sounds like but no. Script, Sounds like he... No, he I mean, co-wrote it. He co-wrote it. Okay, He okay. co-wrote it, the screenplay, and it's based on a story. And oh, so there was I an see, original script that was on the blacklist that he I was see. not a part of. And then I guess when he when this movie got produced, he joined in on the rewrite okay, of the okay, version okay. that we now have. That makes more sense. All right. Yeah. Um, I have some trivia, That's all the trivia on Knight himself. And starting with Love that, it. his middle name was made up in college. Never knew that. Just made up night. I guess it makes sense. And what's his first name? What's his full first name? I have name? no idea. M. It's M. M. Um, and I just learned that is so cool. He finances his own films. Which it, it's just it, that really surprised me. Since the visit, he's been financing his own films. And I just don't I don't think I've heard of anybody else that does that. So I thought that was very interesting. Crazy. Um, and just because we have to talk about Harry Potter every single episode, he turned down directing mm-hmm. Harry Potter three three times. Well, what? that was good because three ended up being the best one, Prisoner of Azkaban. No, three diff- different times. So Sorcerer's Stone, oh. Prisoner of Azkaban, and Goblet of Fire. They asked him to direct those, and he said no every time. Wow. Prisoner of, <laughs> I mean, the first one, Sorcerer's Stone, if M. Night Shyamalan had produced that, That's can you imagine? So, or I don't know it? what to do with that nugget of information. I a, don't know why he would have, why he would say no. That feels crazy to say no to the biggest franchise of our time. Sorry. It just <laughs> is. <laughs> well, has he, he doesn't, um, but also he hasn't been really, so weird. He hasn't really directed a lot of things that aren't his own like IP yeah. essentially right well, and it's like it's children and there's no twist and it's less his the twist is that J.K. Rowling ended up being a bad person <laughs> it's for the best yeah she's a bad she is a bad that, person that um, is for the best that he sadly. stayed away mm-hmm. but that's I don't know what to do with that information yeah, I just that's thought it was interesting weird. I guess like I guess when did Sixth Sense come out 99 I think yes. so. Yes. Because didn't Sorcerer's Stone come out in like 2001 or something? So like that actually makes sense. It was like a child actor lead. Yeah. Really powerful story. Yeah. I mean, I think all of each time it was like after he had had a huge success. I think the other one was right after Signs. And so they were just like, he's just wow. a very good director. I mean, I guess he also like clearly he didn't need the money. So good for him. Good for him. I wish those movies were better. Me too. Um, but okay, let's should we get into this movie that he did direct? <gasps> yeah. I guess. All right, we're gonna That's what we're here for. We're gonna watch this That's trailer because we figured out how to do that. We figured out how to do it. And by that we mean to say we literally just looked into it. We literally it looked for one second and figured it out. Which is big for us because we you know, we we're we not big fans of that. We're not big fans <laughs> seeking out information we don't already have in our brains. Um, and so I'm going to add it and it's just going to start playing immediately. And it might be a little skippy. Sometimes I feel like it, you know, so mm. apologies. But I think it's I think, you know, we're going to see it. it's going to be great. <laughs> so, be let's, so let's take a look. Yeah, let's do it. Are we gonna sing along? Yes, of course! I wanna put on my, 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 my boogie shoes. Yeah! I wanna put on my, 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 my boogie shoes. 
Leonard. Well, it's nice to meet you, Will. Why are you here? I suppose I'm here to make friends with you. And your dad's too. But my heart is broken. Why is it broken? Because of what I have to do today. are here to prevent the apocalypse. Your family has been chosen to make a horrible decision. If you fail to choose, the world will end. Give us your cell phones. <laughs> Give. <laughs> Make the choice. Give us your cell phones for 90 minutes. <laughs> Wait, that's what this movie is about? You really did go full media blackout. Your full-time job, really. Are you fucking kidding me? Paid off. I am not a fan of any of this. None of this content. I... Okay, listen, no. I'm getting my spirits up. I'm getting my spirits up one breath yeah, at a time. Yeah, get some mezcal soda in you. <laughs> yeah, get ready. Um, <clears throat> that girl is so cute. It's like really... It's rude. It's really crazy how cute yeah. she is. Um, yeah, everyone is very good in this. Dave wow. Bautista freaking kills it. I really like him. He's having a great year. Yeah. He is one of those guys who's in so many things and no one actually like, knows who he is. I f- do you know what I mean? I feel like he's in a lot of content, but people... Do you think Dave Bautista is a household name? No. I think it's gotten I there. think it's getting there, you yeah. think so? He's in a lot of big movies. Yeah. I mean, he's in, like, Guardians of the yeah, Galaxy. he's in Marvel I guess movies. It, he was in Dune. He was in Blade Runner. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Yeah. Maybe you're right. I just, I just feel like it's not... If I said... He was in Glass Onion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't really care for Glass Onion. Anyway... <laughs> Um, Wait, you guys know I love a home invasion movie. I know you. What just happened to you? I just had a. I just had a full like. My brain was like screech. Like you're gonna just start over and just figure Uh it out and just be ready for what comes next. So that's what I'm doing. That was you preparing yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm prepared. Oh, for kids. Yeah, this is gonna be. Pretty traumatizing for children. Absolutely. One child yeah. who's very cute. She's so cute. <laughs> I also really like in the trailer when Jonathan Groff's character is like, no, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me. Starting with that song was so rude. She's like a Broadway singer and it's love just so funny. I'd be like, don't make me sing. Don't make me sing. Guys, family, you know I don't <laughs> sing. I'm going to put on. <laughs> <Just like laughs> 
It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for a hundred dollars off your first six bottles. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Anyway, um, okay, let's fucking go. I'm ready. Okay, I'll do my normal disclaimer. I did see it twice in theaters, so that's more than usual. So my notes aren't, you know, bad, but still um, just, you know, not going to be perfect. So we start with the credit sequence that I mentioned earlier that are kind of... Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I think... <laughs> Henley, I, you can relax. I, I, it, Nothing has happened yet. It's not going to be horrible. You're going to be okay. Or should I not okay. say that so that you can f- maintain your level of stress? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Please keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so it's all these disturbing drawings on um, paperwork that you would find on a counter like bills and napkins and just all these kind of gross drawings as the um, titles are coming up. And then we cut straight to a, the, a very cute little girl catching grasshoppers and this, Whoa, that's hard. I know. Did you guys ever do that? I caught moths. Oh, that was my frogs. I would catch frogs. What? We would catch lizards. Ooh, I caught a lot of Those frogs. Those are both cooler than mice. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't lizards. like it flying around in my hands. 
it didn't bother me at the time, but, but light, now it lightning does bugs. sound gross. Lightning bugs is cool. And then mm-hmm. you would watch it and it would die. Glow. Anyway, I'm just saying like grasshoppers are really jumpy. That's kind of their whole thing. And she looks like... really small. That just feels like a big task. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, she's doing well. She's got a lot and she's got her little notepad where she's tracking all of her grasshoppers and learning about them and being so cute and being like, I'm just going to learn about you for a little bit. If that's okay, don't worry. Like, it won't hurt you. And oh, sure. Then we get right to it. She notices Dave Bautista (laughs) (laughs) in the woods coming towards her. And it's such an effectively scary shot. I mean, we just saw it in the trailer. Just you're in the middle of nowhere and this huge fucking man. He's a very imposing figure. Yeah. Like looking at him behind you like that's that. I don't I wouldn't want to see it. He's enormous. And she's looking scared, but kind of frozen doesn't really know what to do doesn't know if she should run he gets up to her and asks her her name she says she doesn't talk to strangers he says i'm hoping we you know won't be strangers i'm here to make friends my name's leonard she says her name's Wen, and he's like okay great we're friends now which is how i feel like it always is in in movies where it's like you could just mm-hmm. trick I don't talk to strangers. Well, then I'll tell right. you my name and then we won't be strangers. It's like, no, no, no. And maybe that's how it is in real life. I don't know. But it, it, it does seem easy to trick a little kid. <laughs> it's um, stressful. Um, and so quickly, she's like, she's still suspicious, to be fair. She's not like, we're besties now. She's she's still kind of. But yeah, what's she yeah, going to do? She's like, hmm. <laughs> He asks her what she's doing. She says she's catching grasshoppers. And she says, Daddy Eric taught me how to catch grasshoppers. And he says, you call your dad by his name. And she says, well, I have two daddies. So I have to say their names in order so they can know who who I'm talking to. And he kind of has a look like of surprise in this moment. But they go back to catching Mm. their grasshoppers. He's really good at it. (laughs) He's big. He's He's a lot bigger. and, And strong and yeah, he he knows what he's doing. And that's what, that's it what it takes to catch grasshoppers. It's a it's a measure of strength. Uh, we find out that she is about to turn eight, which I just wrote down because all kids are eight, and it's true. And here's the proof. She looks so small. She does look like she's like six. Well, she says she's going to be eight in six days. And I was like, she's measuring her life by how close she is to eight. (laughs) She does. (laughs) The milestone of all children. She doesn't say I'm seven. Once she hits eight, she'll start counting how many days she is from eight. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm 12 days past eight. (laughs) Eight is, you know, the only age that matters. And... We see he, Leonard, keeps looking into the woods like he's expecting somebody else, which is making us feel nervous. And they play a game where he grabs a flower and says, we'll each pick off a petal and get to ask each other questions. And he asks her, you know, first a, a, a innocent question. What's your favorite movie? It's some cartoon she likes. And he's he's talking. I, mean, I can't do a Dave Bautista voice. <laughs> but he has very specific voice. He's like, I haven't seen he that does. movie. I'll check. I'm be sure to check that out. <laughs> I'm be sure to That's check pretty good. <laughs> that wasn't bad. I'm be sure. <laughs> check that and out. her question for him is, why are you here? And he says, I'm here to make friends with you. She has a scar on her lip. And he, his next question is, where did you get that scar? She seems um, hesitant to tell him like it might be a, a um, a soft spot or like a something she doesn't want to talk about and he says I'm sorry that was too 
um, intrusive for our first questions of getting to know each other. And she says, no, no, it's okay. I was born with my lip split and my daddy said that I had to, that it took a lot of surgery to fix it. And he nods and he says, I don't have a scar like you, but if you could see inside, you would see that my heart is broken because of what I have to do. Which is just such a fucking scary thing <laughs> to hear. This whole first act of this movie is great. Which maybe a oh boy. What does maybe that say a dig, about but let's not read too, let's not read too much into that yet. Okay. So <laughs> look, we've talked a lot about uh, the first act of a war movie. Yeah, the first important. act of many movies. It's filled with promise and There's opportunity. There's a lot of promise here. And yeah. sure enough, he turn he keeps turning his head, looking back into the woods, and we eventually see three more people walking towards them, carrying these real nasty weapons. You can kind of see behind me. Real fan like mm-hmm. makeshift yeah. weapons of choice. Big like it's things it's things that they've attached and made themselves. So they're it's like a rake with a knife on it. They're they're bad. They don't look good. And Mm -hmm. Wen is getting scared and kind of backing away. And she says, are those your friends? And he says, no, you're my friend, Wen. Those are more like co-workers. And we have an important job to do. In fact, it might be the most important job that anyone has ever had to do. And she starts running back towards the cabin. And he calls after her, Wen, your dads are not going to want to let us in. You need to convince them that they have to let us in. Like we need to talk to them. You need to make sure that they, they let us in. And she runs in scared to, to tell her dads that she's like locking the doors as she gets inside. They don't have no idea what's going on. We see two hot dads, two hot dads in this movie. Yeah. They're both, both hot. hot. They're absolutely both. So hot. there has not been a cute singing in the car scene. Are we going to get like a rewind in time? Or is this one of those moments where like the, moment in the trailer we see we'll get a flashback we don't we'll actually get a flashback see don't okay. you worry okay we're gonna get a flashback got it, got it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um and she is yelling at them there's uh, people outside with weapons they're scary they don't know what she's talking about but really quickly we hear the titular knock at the cabin A slow knock. It's I think they knock like eight times. It's very ominous seeming and scary. And so immediately they are taking this seriously. Like, what the fuck? Who is that? We're in the absolute middle of nowhere. There's nothing around here. And they're trying to decide what to do. And we have Andrew and Eric are their names. And um Who's who? I don't know why it matters to me. But Jonathan Groff is Eric. And the other one is okay. Andrew. Ben Aldrew is. No, I, ben Aldridge, Aldridge yeah. is Anne. And Eric. Andrew. Eric okay. calls out, like, we're not going to let you in. We weren't, we're not expecting company. I'm sorry if you could just leave us alone. <laughs> He's like nicely trying to, to tell try. them to go away. <laughs> and Leonard says, is that Daddy Andrew or Daddy Eric? It <laughs> really made me laugh. Um, and... He's basically, Leonard is just telling them, like, we're going to need to come in. Like, we have something to important to discuss and you can let us in or we can make our own way in. But we will be coming in. This doesn't have to be hard. We don't have to make this hard or ugly. Just, you know, 
just open the door. We can have a nice, calm, normal conversation. They are peeking out the windows. They see these horrible weapons and the other people, they say, who's with you? And he says, these are my, uh, this is Sabrina, Adrian and Redmond. And they run into the kitchen of the cabin and grab the phone off the wall to try to call 911. No dial tone. Phone's been cut. They call in like, we know you're going to try to call the police. We had to cut the phone lines. And like, we know that you don't get cell reception out here. None of us do. We're in the middle of nowhere. And all of this is shot from inside the cabin, which I thought was cool. Like, even though we've like seen them already, it just gives this feeling of like, ooh, like what are they doing out there? And it's, it's scary. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Andrew calls out, I have a gun. And Eric like turns to him, whispers like, you brought it? He says, yes and no, I did bring it, but I left it in the truck outside. So it's not in the cabin with them. And so he grabs a fire poker off the fireplace, my weapon of choice. Although I don't. Yeah, you like to see it. I mean, these weapons look pretty good. I wasn't thinking outside of the box. And so... Sure. I mean, these, these are up there on my list. I would be interested in a rake yeah. with a knife attached to it. <laughs> you might want to change your initial thought and maybe you want yeah. to upgrade. Mine, I'm pretty sure my weapon of choice was werewolf um, knives out of the hand, which is pretty funny to think like about. A, like a werewolf knives out like of the hand? Like an X-Men, a Wolverine thing? <laughs> no, werewolf no. knives out of werewolf. the hand. <laughs> Okay, we've classic all classic werewolf knives. We all know exactly what we're talking about. We've all used them, but the thing is, it's still too intimate. It's too close. Yeah, for that's comfort. why. Yeah, you know. Yeah, also, it would fucking hurt. Well, I was thinking it would just be on you all the time. You couldn't lose it. I still think it. It hurts when it comes out, probably. Whatever. But, like, the, the problem so with <laughs> No, but the problem with all other weapons is you might, like, you drop them, them or someone, like, removes them from you, you know? And the werewolf knives out of the hand are there no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue that. <laughs> yeah. When you're right, you're right. I think we'd make a good fighting team. Mm, Emily, what's yours? Probably. What's our, what does our full team look like? When the bad guys come, um, um, what are they up against? <laughs> what? What are they up against? What are they up against? I feel like. What did I say? It can't be knife. Did I you don't... want? Did you want? Uh, um, what's it called? In hush. What oh, a crossbow. Uses. A crossbow. Did you it's want a good a crossbow? I, I, I. Oh, but I, hard to load. But it's, it's so heavy and hard yep. to load. It's so heavy and hard to load. Um. Um. Um, uh, uh, poison. <laughs> okay. Oh, poison. these bad guys don't stand a chance, baby. <laughs> one of those ones. I want it to be one of those ones that you blow in somebody's Ooh, face. That's nice. That's nice. Like a midsummer style. Also, because I, I, you know, if you're being attacked, I feel like it would really throw somebody off. You'd all of a sudden go like, you just gotta be extra you know? careful to not get any of that back in your face. You know. Yeah. Well, you'd have to be immune to your own poison. Oh, I would. Duh. I would make myself We'd immune have the antidote. slowly over time. Oh, of yeah. course, I would build up my tolerance. You would be like Uma Thurman, right? Wasn't she Poison Ivy in Batman? Is that the she name? was right? Yes. And you would yeah. have like a full I was thinking, green um, suit. 
Oh, I'd love that. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking um, immunity like um, like Wesley in um, Princess Bride. You know how he mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's built up immunity. Mm-hmm. And so, um, sorry, spoiler. And so he, you know, doesn't <laughs> spoiler to Princess die. Bride. <laughs> spoiler for a moment in the middle of Princess Bride. <laughs> Not the final <laughs> act. Um, I'm picturing you as Poison Ivy, anyway. you as Wolverine, and me just standing there with a fire poker. <laughs> That's pretty, honestly, really it's good. pretty badass. I like it. She doesn't need a persona. Oh, she doesn't need one. I need to be Hugh Jackman, though. You and I need do your an hair in the, in the Wolverine <laughs> style, obviously. <laughs> okay, great. We've got our Halloween costumes sorted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so they I'm so blurry. reach the point of being like, all right, time's up. Like, we're coming in, whether you like it or not. He's got his fire poker. They break in through... They, it's like the, a stressful scene of them running, trying to, like, close all the windows and, like, push couches against the doors. And everyone's walking around the building, like, coming into different um, windows and... Uh, What's his name? Rupert Grant. <laughs> what, is it, what is his name? Ron. In it. Redmond Ron. is his name. Ron, Ron Weasley. Weasley. I really was Ron like, Ron Weasley. Weasley. It's not Ron. Ron Weasley. Don't say that. But I guess Ron. I can say that. It's fine. I mean, Ron, Rupert, Redmond. If I say a name with an R, you know it's probably him. It's him. Yeah. So he's breaking in through a window and um, he... He like goes after Andrew and immediately Andrew gets the upper hand and like kind of beats the shit out of him. And there's a really cool shot like from behind uh, Redmond's head where he's it's the camera is moving with him with each punch. And you just see him like it's it's yeah, he gets Mm. he gets beat up pretty good right off the bat. And uh, Eric is facing off with one of the women. Her, her name is Sabrina, I believe. And they both, he, they've got the fire poker and she's got her thing and they're like kind of almost sword fighting-ish. And in their fight, he falls backwards and hits his head really hard on the ground and like isn't <sighs> moving. He just stays oh, no. still and immediately oh, no. um, Andrew runs to him and the woman who he's fighting with, Sabrina, says I'm I'm a nurse I, I'm a nurse like let me help him but sh- he's still like trying to hit her with the fire poker or, like get the fuck away from him obviously and she's trying to tend to his wound and like he's gonna have a concussion and like we're not trying to hurt you like please like just let us in and like I can help him and what the heck and uh then we get our first flashback and it is Andrew and Eric in their apartment. This is um, before they had adopted when and it's I think it's the first time that Eric is meeting Andrew's parents and it's this very tense scene of them sitting at the table seemingly like disapproving that they're gay like they're they're sitting there like you have a nice refrigerator like they just can't think of one fucking thing to say and they're just scowling the whole time and it's just like very uncomfortable uh dinner that is really upsetting for Andrew they leave Andrew says they drove seven hours to stay 45 minutes like that's fucking ridiculous and Eric is like mm. the phone starts ringing and Eric's like that that'll be my mom checking in to see how it's going and 
they have a nice moment where he's like, it's you and me, like always together or whatever, whatever. They like say something nice. He's like consoling him. It's like clear that they really love each other and have a really good relationship. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be important. <laughs> oh, no, no. Well, it'd be great if they just were like, yeah, I don't really like him that much. <laughs> You take him. So now we cut back inside the cabin and Andrew and Eric are tied up like with their hands bound behind. They're both tied to chairs. Wen is not tied up. She's they kind of just let her walk around. She's, uh, I don't know, like huddled into into one of them scared. And they're all cleaning up the house anywhere. They've broken any glass. They're sweeping and like putting everything back in order. And Sabrina is tending to uh, Eric's head wound, is putting some bandages on it. We see that the light coming through the windows is really, um, uh, really bright for him. And she says, if you have a concussion, you're, you're going to be extra sensitive to light. And... Uh, Leonard puts on cartoons for when and uh, I can't remember. Oh, I think they just say, like, are you targeting us? Like, basically, like, is this a hate crime that you're is what? Like, why are you here? Mm. And they're all like, oh, my God, no, no, no. We don't have a homophobic bone in our bodies. Like, we had no idea you were a single sex couple. Uh, this has nothing to do with that. But they're they're obviously like, well, what is happening? Who are you? What the fuck is going on? And they say. We don't, I'm sorry, like we don't, we're not happy about what we have to do, but we don't have a choice in this. And the other woman, uh, Adrian says, there's always a choice. And Leonard nods and is like, you're right. There is always a choice. And you guys have a really important choice to make today. And then they, hmm. iPhones, iPhones, it's your Keep iPhones, it's your iPhones. Your iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll get it back you'll get it back <laughs> and they one at a time introduce themselves so sabrina comes up first she says i'm sabrina i'm from southern california i'm a nurse and uh leonard says i'm leonard i am a coach like, he coaches like a high school uh, i don't know basketball team or something i don't quite remember and I can't remember anything else he says. And then we go to Redmond. Redmond is the like, he's not, he's over it. He's like, this is dumb. Like they're not. Is he British? No, he's not British in it. Shame. And he says like, why are we introducing ourselves to them? This is stupid. And everyone else is kind of like, like rolling their eyes at Redmond. Like, come on, Redmond. Like we talked about this. this is the plan. Like they deserve to know who we are. And Redmond's like, fine. My name's Redmond. I work at a gas company and like I do this and blah, blah, blah. And they're all getting annoyed with him. Like Redmond, you're scaring them. They're never going to do what we need them to do. If you just like keep scaring them like that. So there's all this mention of like, they're going to have to do something soon but we haven't, we haven't heard yet and then we meet the fourth person there her name is adrian and she says she's a cook and she loves cooking for people and uh yeah i can't they're basically it's yeah just like a 
We're mm-hmm. normal They're people. They're just trying to introduce themselves and be like, hey. They're like, oh, d- 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 don't blame us. Don't blame us for anything that's yeah. about to happen. It's not our fault. We're just normal people. And we're just being forced to make you guys make the decision about who's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, it's it's time now for their big speech. They all stand in this formation in front of them looking really... Um, scary and Leonard says we're here to prevent the apocalypse and uh, the way that they will do that is basically your family has been chosen to make a horrible choice uh, a, a, a really horrible choice you have to choose one of you to die and it has to be a willing sacrifice we can't kill any of you um, you and you can't kill yourselves like one of you has to kill the other one willingly and that will prevent the end of the world. Okay. So this is kind of like a killing of a sacred deer scenario. Yes, it is, Henley. It's reminding me from that. When I watched the trailer, I was like, this is what's happening. It's a rehash. Damn it. Someone watched killing of a sacred deer and they got inspired. They said, let me write my own movie about this. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Do they say why they were chosen or will they say any other context around this? A little bit. Or is roughly, it just like, not, we don't, it's, it's sort not, of random. It's and, not super airtight or, or logical, but there's okay. a little bit. And okay. they say that you will, if you don't choose someone to kill, um, the world <laughs> will end. You three will survive, but you will be alone. You'll witness all of the suffering in the world and then you will be permanently and cosmically alone. Leonard says, first the cities will drown, then there will be a terrible plague, and then the skies will fall like bits of glass raining down from the skies, and then there will be everlasting darkness. And they say, so we're going to ask you now if you're willing to make a choice, or like, are you willing to make the choice? And for every no you say, we will release a plague. (laughs) Well, that's really that's too much. <laughs> if they have the power to release it or not, then just don't. How funny would it be if this movie though was like Jonathan Groff was like, "I'm good. Like you kill me. Like I'm good. Like I don't care." You know it's, what I mean? It, like what yeah. if one person was just like, "Yeah, it I'm is fine. very funny because like, as an me. audience, I feel like you go into it believing them. Like oh, like it is true." At least I did. Yeah. And but obviously putting yourself in their shoes, you would never immediately be like, well, yeah, I guess I'll kill someone in my family because you're telling <laughs> yeah, me you to. Would, you wouldn't. Um, unless they did something to really prove themselves. Unless yeah, prove they were it, able to be it. like, this will happen. And it does. Maybe they're going to do uh, that. Yep. Hmm? They might. They just might. So they ask, will you make will you make a choice? They say no, absolutely not. And (laughs) uh, uh, Redmond looks very upset by this. He walks in front of them like he comes to the front and center, like center stage. And he's like kind of shaking and looking really stressed and he gets down on his knees and they're kind of like, what, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And Adrian comes to um, Andrew when is like on it has her arms around 
Andrew and is watching from behind him. And Adrian comes and grabs her, which is like, I don't know. I just really, I liked this moment because it's like scary. You think they're, he's freaking out, like, get your hands off of her. Don't touch her. And she just puts Wen on his lap so that he's face, she's facing away from Redmond. And so she like hugs and like can't see what's happening anymore. Thought it was just like effectively a very creepy move to just be like, well, she's not going to want to see this. Ah! (laughs) And at this moment, light is coming in through the window again in a way that Eric is seeing something and like we're all squinting at the screen being like, is there something there like a shape there? Did I see something? I personally didn't see anything, but we're we're wondering and we're thinking there's something we should yes, be looking and for. Eric is also looking that way. And we see Redmond kind of, I don't know, crying or looking really, really stressed because what's about to happen is not good for him. And no, 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 he no. pulls out of his pocket a little sack that he puts on his head. And before he puts it on his head, he's like looking at Eric and Andrew and he says, don't you don't you look away. Don't you dare fucking look away, which is really scary thing to say (laughs) and puts the uh, thing on his head, sack on his head and says part of humanity has been judged. And we're. This is just all happening. It's it's that's that's my favorite thing about it. It really gets right into it. How dare you? How dare you? And. The three of them, the three others are standing behind him with their weapons drawn. And as he says, part of humanity has been judged. They all bring down their various makeshift weapons Uh. into his skull. (gasps) And but this is shot in a way that it's out of frame. We see his shoulders down and like blood dripping down his back. And then he Uh. falls over. And Leonard takes his weapon and pulls it back. And there's this really fucking cool shot where the where the camera moves with his weapon. And it it like makes, I don't know, like turns the world upside down for a second. And then he slams it down onto him. But we don't like see anything. And that is my number one complaint of this movie. This is a rated R movie and it doesn't show any of the violence. It doesn't show any of it. Just all those curse words just that is curse I wonder words. if he shot it to be PG-13 I mean that's why and then it just happened to be R because of the language or um, something okay so he's, he's dead. dead he's dead oh, he's dead he's dead he's dead oh boy and then we get another flashback of the day that Eric and Andrew adopted when we see that they had to lie and say like they walk up like Mr. and Mrs. so-and-so and Eric is like, oh, Mrs. So-and-so couldn't make it. This is her brother. So they're lying and pretending that it's they're not a, a same-sex couple and they're adopting when It's really sweet. And she's so cute as a baby also. I mean, it's a different baby. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But makes very sense. cute. And yeah, and that's all that happens in the adoption scene. And we cut back to the cabin. And all the three intruders, I guess, uh, looking so upset that they have just killed someone. Leonard runs to the sink and vomits, which is letting us know this is probably the first time they've killed someone. They don't at all seem like, you know, murderers. Um, and 
immediately they start cleaning and like they they move oh. him outside, move his body outside and they're scrubbing the floor and getting his like blood off the floor. And then they turn on the TV and they're like, OK, you're going to see now what is happening. So they turn on the TV and there's first a uh, night cameo. He's got little cameos in all of his movies. Mm. So it's on an infomercial for Great. something. And he's like doing the demonstration of whatever product is the infomercial. Um, it's fun. And then it's where you're interrupting this program with a breaking news announcement. There has been an earthquake off the coast of... Ah, what just happened? Something fell. Sorry. I just heard something drop. My phone fell on the ground and everyone can just ignore it and move But wouldn't it happened if you had sacrificed it at the beginning of the movie? There's an earthquake. Let's focus on the earthquake. Yeah. So off, okay. off the coast uh, like uh, of the Pacific Northwest and there is now... That, it's it's going to be bad. It's yeah, be bad there's like happens. a spot that it's... A spot that they've been stressed about be for a really long time. And... And they are. And that's real. Yeah. Oof. Uh, and so a tsunami is coming and we <laughs> on the news report get this uh, video that's just silly because they're like, we we have footage from the site right now of the tsunami. And it's really scary. Like you see people on the beach like filming and this fucking huge wave coming and it's so terrifying but it's like clearly someone filming with their cell phone camera, theoretically, you know, that's what we're meant to believe. And, right, they go, and now, it goes fully underwater. Dying. Like this person gets washed yeah. away in the tsunami. Yeah. So where are we getting that footage? Where did where we, we get, get the that? Phone? Where, where did we, we get, get that? How, when were did they, they send maybe they that were, to the um, news station? Go, maybe they went live. Yeah, maybe I guess they were going live. They were going um, live. We're not asking questions in this situation. Um, but it is very scary. And but, you know. Still, you know, you might not immediately be like, I got to kill one of my family members now, you know? <laughs> know, you still might not. And now we get a flashback and we see uh, them in the car on the way to this cabin, listening to Boogie Shoes, singing oh. and dancing and having fun as a family. They get there and they jump mm. and they're swimming in the lake, just having a nice time. And... Uh, then I can't remember if anything else happens in that flashback. That's the thing I hate most about horror movies. I hate the scenes they put in where everyone's happy. <laughs> I don't want that. It, these really are just to remind to you, like, look at what a nice family they are. <laughs> <laughs> like, look how happy everyone is now. Look how everyone good. They're all good. They're all good people. Yep. Just wait until they're terrorized and murdered in front of your eyes. I hate it. But you know what? I'm here for it. I'm here I'm for it. I'm thrilled. <laughs> so <laughs> now we cut back into the cabin and we see Sabrina and Eric talking. Oh, somewhere. I think she's just like further tending to his head wound, takes him, to, takes him into the bathroom and... Um, is reapplying his bandages and she's saying like, I bet you think I'm a, like a religious nut or something like, but truth is like, I'm not religious at all. Um, she's just like, again, trying, not trying, just like showing him that she's a 
normal person and that this is a real thing trying to convince him like this is real this is happening and eric is starting to look a little bit like maybe she's not lying andrew Mm -hmm. is very much like you're all crazy get the fuck out leave us alone why are you Mm -hmm. doing this get out of here and we're just seeing eric being like hmm should I kill my family? <laughs> um, and at some point we see that when sneaks out, because again, she's not tied up and there's a basement. She crawls into the basement and can get out through the basement. And uh, very quickly, Leonard notices that she's left and there's a scene of her kind of hiding from him in the woods. That's a little, you know, hide and seeky. And, uh, he finds her. Obviously he's a big, strong man. Obviously he's so good at hide and seek. And that's all it takes. <laughs> it's the same skills needed for all feet for grasshopper strength. catching. <laughs> and, um, they come back in and he, or he brings her back in and, um, Andrew here is like getting very angry and saying, you know, we were targeted. It's obvious that you guys targeted us. Like we know what this is. And as he says that he has a little light bulb moment, like he's remembering something and we get a really quick flash of s- someone looking like they're swinging a bottle and he's having this memory and he goes, oh, my God, Redmond, Redmond is the guy that attacked me. And Eric looks Ooh. at him and is like, what? And and so now he's had this memory and and the other th- three of them look like super caught off guard by this. They're like, what are you what are you talking about? Like, Red, you know, Redmond. And he's like, yeah, like he he attacked me in a bar and you guys are like, this is you guys are targeting us like uh, that proves it. That proves it. And they're all like, he says, go. Oh, he says his name is O'Bannon. And because that he went to jail for it. And he's like, go get his wallet. Get I'll prove to you that's not his name is not Redmond. His name is O'Bannon. Leonard says, no, we're not. We're not doing that. Very normal name. (laughs) (laughs) He says, we're not doing that because it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Um, um, We're still here to do this thing. And if that coincidence is the case, like that's that's weird, but doesn't change (laughs) what we need to do. (laughs) And and he's dead. So I don't really know what we're supposed to do about that. Uh. And Leonard, again, is is pleading with them like you guys realize there's this like big question of like you 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 need to make this sacrifice to save literally humanity and set like seven billion plus people like everyone will die if you don't do this. And they have this kind of like moral conversation about it where Andrew's like, your argument's flawed. Like, why would I want to save humanity? Like, all I care about is my family. Like, humanity hates us. And, uh, Mm. and like humanity does such disgusting things. Like I've seen such horrible things in my work as a, as a lawyer. And like, why would I want to save that? And 
Leonard brings out a photo of the team of kids that he's coached and he's basically just like, that's like, they're worth saving to me. They're just having this moment of being like, you know, what's, what's worth saving says these. Okay. I don't know (laughs) these kids. (laughs) Um, but then Leonard says, you'll, we're, you know, we'll go to bed and tomorrow morning, You'll have to make a choice and we're going to ask you to make a choice. Okay, so like, what's the clock on this? Because if we can just ride out another that's, few that's years. That's that's never like, asked. And it's just... Like, why are we doing this it's now? It's just presented as time's running out. He's like, we're, this time is running out. Okay. But the timeline is not crystal clear. Well, I'll take all the time we've got. Like, running out how much? So, like, exactly. you tell me, you, you tell me when it has run out. Like, what's the deadline? Is, we usually know the deadline. It is Thank running you. out is like, okay, well, you know. More specifics would be great. I am getting older. I don't, you know. Um, I'll take the time that I can. Yeah. So, we get to the next day. I think I'm skipping some stuff. I'm sorry. I didn't write good enough notes, but... You know, it's, it was the gist of it. Just fine. And um, they, we hear at some point they overhear the three of them kind of arguing. Oh, this must have been after the Redmond thing because it, it 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 catches them so off guard that they are like, "Did Redmond tell us about these visions?" Because that's another thing that's important. They have said that they've all had a vision basically of the apocalypse and they were led here by these visions to this cabin. You guys were chosen. This is what we have seen. Ah. And after they see the okay. tsunami, they all, but this is like an Airbnb I or think something. So. Like, could anybody right. have been in this right. cabin? And Eric says it, that know? at some point he's like, you're the, He's like, the part that I'm confused about, like, our part in this seems pretty loose. Like, you didn't know that we were going to be here. And yeah, they're just, yeah, they're dead set on it. They're yeah. like, nope, this is this is how it's got to be. And yeah, when they see the tsunami, they have these looks of like, oh, my God, it's coming true. These are the visions that we had. It's all happening. And as they're saying that more, Andrew and Eric are like, you guys are having a shared delusion like that's a real thing that happens like this isn't real like you guys are just you're on you're in an echo chamber you're on your message boards you're saying you saw something and then you're making a false memory in the other one's mind and they look a little like confused at this especially when the redmond things happen (sighs) happens because they're like did he tell us something and before whatever happened and then Leonard's like no no like we had the visions first we had the visions first before talking to it about Redmond and so it's like they get their Mm. their like faith is tested for a second and then they're like no we're doing the right thing this is what we this is what we got to do um so oh my god my notes are really getting sparse here (laughs) 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 um but so I think we get to the we get to the next morning and uh, uh, when hands Eric 
sneaks him a, a knife so that he can kind of cut through, try slowly cut through the rope that's tying his hands together. And Andrew is also like slowly loosening his ropes as well. So all through this conversation, it's just like cutting back and forth between the three intruders, like talking and saying these really scary things and like them like, like sawing at their back. And it's like, Oh God, Oh God, they got to get out of there. Um, and they ask him again, will you make a choice? Like they say, it's going to happen faster. Now we're going to have to, we're going to have to ask you like one right after the other, will you make a choice? And Adrian steps forward and says, I'm going to be transparent with you. I'm next. And like, I don't want to die. <laughs> and she said, I didn't tell you before, but I have a son and oh, no. I've seen him die over and over and over in my visions. And you guys have the power to stop that from happening. Like, please, I'm begging you. Uh, like it, this is in your hands. Like, please, please, please. And so then they say, will you make a choice? Will you make this choice again? No, we're not doing oh it. Boy. No. Oh, boy. Also, it's like I have a child. She's right here. <laughs> what do you want for me to murder her? Also, like, I'm sorry. If you want me to care about you as a person, you started this whole thing off wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you bad. really started this yeah. off on the wrong foot. Um. So... She's crying now and she's getting her little sack on her head. And she says part of um, humanity has been judged and hers. We cut even outside of the cabin. We're not even getting a freaking trickle down of blood on oh her back. My <laughs> we just hear God. stabbing sounds from outside of the cabin. I'm seething at this point thinking, wait, I thought it was rated R. What is this PG-13 after all? I was really upset. I honestly was pissed. <laughs> more violence. I needed, I needed more. It's rated R. Why aren't you showing any of this? It's rated R. This is what I'm saying. Also, where it's like, did he shoot it to be PG-13? Like, is that I why? Like, I don't know. If I'm them, I'm thinking too. Okay, well, like if we say no two more times, are they all dead? Yeah, we're good. Are we good? Right. <laughs> Like, I would be like, oh, okay, I'll just wait it out. Keep saying no. I only have to say it four times. Yeah. Or even one more time. And then there's only one of them. There's three that of us. That seems to be their technique so I far. Guess two, yeah. One's a little tiny, tiny girl, but yeah. still. So. Okay. Um, somewhere in here also, we're like seeing, I think it's when Adrian is saying that she has a son. She's like making this intense eye contact with Eric, who is clearly the more suggestible one. Like they've seen him kind of being like mulling it over truly like giving them uh like actually thinking they might not be lying and so she's like looking at him and he's like crying as she's saying her speech and andrew's getting really mad like stop talking to him like don't don't talk to him you talk to me you don't talk to him because he can like see that eric is getting like wavering a bit and he's like he has a head wound mm. he doesn't know he's not thinking clearly like you need to talk to me and Anyway, so she dies. They put a blanket over her, move her out of the room as well. And again, do their little cleaning um, and turn the t TV back on. They're like, all right, let's take a look. What plague we've unleashed next. <laughs> let's go. Let's see. And we see that the X9 virus is having an unprecedented spike in cases, which 
I feel like it's, I mean, I guess that is something that gets reported really quickly, but it's just, it's funny, the immediacy of these reports. And right, right, right. Like it would be suppressed by governments. Like if there's another coronavirus. Like supernatural, right? Well, so. so, and, and Andrew is looking at this and noticing how Leonard had kept, has kept checking his watch the whole time. And he's kind of thinking the same thing of like, they're timing this. And he notices that this particular broadcast is pre-recorded. It's not live. And so he's like, they're, they've planned this whole thing. They're like timing it. They said the first earthquake, cause it was the aftershock. That was the big one that caused the tsunami. The first earthquake happened four hours before they got here. And this thing mm-hmm. is now pre-recorded and the X9 virus has been around for months already. Like oh, we've all, all like already heard of it. And so you just knew that this special was going to be on at this moment. And, uh, so yeah, Andrew is still very much like not believing them. Leonard's getting very frustrated. Like, no, like you're not understanding like this is real. This is real. And what do you I think mean, at this moment? If this is me, Sammy, I a hundred percent would not be believing them. Yeah. If, if it were me. Well, but as a viewer in the audience in the movie theater, what are you thinking? I right think now? just um, I a couple of things. I felt very much like they were telling the truth right from the beginning. And I guess I'm not entirely sure why, but it just felt like I believed them <laughs> yeah. and because okay. they're not asking me to kill my family. So I can believe them with, uh, right. with zero right. consequences. But then I'm also yeah. in my brain thinking like, well, M. Night Shyamalan does big twists. So it would be a pretty big twist if it was a lie. For me, at least, that would be the twist. Oh, really? At this point, I'm like, I feel like it'd be a pretty mm. big twist if it's true. Or he can't if lose. the twist is outside <laughs> of it being true or not true. If the twist well, is like yeah. something besides yeah. that. Oh. Um, oh, whoa. So <laughs> at some point, Eric had told when to do the thing you did at Thanksgiving when I nod. And so they have, they have this little plan going cause they've got their, um, bindings undone almost. And so Eric gives when a signal and she starts screaming and crying and like throwing a big tantrum to distract, um, both of the other ones, Leonard and Sabrina, and they both are like run to her to calm her down as, Eric breaks out of his uh, his wrist bindings, but his feet are still tied to the chair. So, he, but he like lunges at at them and is fighting them. And so the four of them are all wrapped but up, he, kind like, of lunges uh, at, fighting at them and is together. Fighting them, so the four and of them are all wrapped up. Andrew gets his bindings undone at the same moment, but does it quietly while they're all distracted and sneaks out of the house because he wants to get that gun that's in his car. And so he does that and uh, he kind of slams the door behind him, which is dumb because he's trying to be quiet and not get not have them not notice. (laughs) That's very funny to slam the door. And so he runs out to the truck, which is right outside. But Sabrina immediately follows him because he slammed slammed the door pretty loud. And. She just he has a limp from their like first fight. And so he's like limping to the car. She runs after him. And as he gets to the car, she smacks his leg with her weapon, like 
seems like, yeah, I guess it doesn't quite break his leg, but it's a bad, it's a really hard hit on his leg. He crumples to the ground and she's saying like, she says like, I, I am sorry. Like, I don't want to hurt you, but this is, this is triage. This is like the, something to, to prevent more pain from happening to other people. Like I'm hurting you to save others. And he grabs some uh, gravel from the ground and throws it in her face. So she stumbles backwards and kind of like falls. It gives him a moment to unlock the car, get inside. And he's got the little lock box that the gun is in and he's opening it. But it's it's not working right away. She's back up. She breaks the car window so that she can reach him. And she's like, please get out of the car. Please get out of the car. And he uh, is struggling to open the lockbox and she takes the back end of her weapon, which has a knife on it. And she's like, I don't want to hurt you, please. And he's not coming out, obviously. And she just slowly stabs him. And she's like, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't want to be stabbing you right now. Oh, no, no, Stabs him where? Inside. And not like deep, just a stab, like get out of there. Stop! I, I don't want to really stab you. Just I have to get out of the car. Get out of the car. I mean it. I really mean it, though. And he finally gets really that lockbox open and like swings around, aims the gun at her. He shoots like a warning shot over her shoulder. She drops her weapon. No, we're past warning shots. And drops her weapon, and he says, "Like, all right, listen to me, you crazy bitch. Like, you're." drop your weapon like you're not I can't remember what he says to her something like you know the tables have turned now in this moment and Mm, she slowly mm -hmm. backs away and then runs into the woods and he's like no wait fuck (laughs) but she gets away and we see inside that Eric and Leonard are now I I don't know the fight has ended a bit Eric is still because he's still tied to the chair with his ankles he's like struggling to move and fight him and Leonard's obviously so big and huge. <laughs> He's so big and, and strong. And so Leonard's actually kind of helping him, I think, and like being like, oh like it's okay. And um <laughs> and he says to him, I think here, I believe your family was chosen because your love is so pure. And you like love each other so wow. much. Wow. Um okay. Well, that's a big old thanks. I love to hear that. <laughs> and Great. Andrew comes back in now with the gun. He's pointing it at um, Leonard. And and Leonard, I, I can't remember exactly what happens, but Leonard is basically like, you know, you, st- you still have to make this choice. Are you willing to make this choice? I think Andrew says, I'm not um, a murderer like you guys. And... He says, are you willing to make the choice? He says, no, we're not making the fucking choice. And at this moment, Sabrina runs in screaming for like no reason. It's so weird. She comes out of nowhere and is just literally <laughs> runs into the room like. Ah! <laughs> and it startles uh, Andrew and he shoots her and she uh, dies. And it looks like it was, you know, not planned. And Leonard is like, oh, fuck. But like she was the next one to die anyway. So I guess. And you said you weren't willing. And so that's what was going to happen. He takes his little knife that I think he's done every time he has to like chop him a couple times is maybe part of the <laughs> part of the rule for some reason. And 
Uh, so he does that. Sabrina is now dead. Now it's just Leonard. And okay. we get another flashback to the attack in the bar that Andrew mentioned mm. earlier. And it's it's Andrew and Eric sitting at a bar talking about adopting when like they're about to do it. And they're like talking about what kind of parents they're going to be. And mm. a man comes up to them and says, can you guys keep it down? They're talking like a totally normal volume. And mm. Andrew gets annoyed. Eric is like immediately trying to like be like, oh, were we talking loud? Like, I'm sorry. Like he's being nice about it. And Andrew's like, no, fuck you, dude. Like we weren't, we're just having a conversation. Like it's clear that something else is what's upsetting you. And like, mm. fuck off, like go back to your friends. And the guy walks away for a second and then comes back with the bottle and smashes it over Andrew's head, hits him twice. It's really upsetting. It's like awful. And, but it's shot in a way that we can't fully see who the person is, but they do have red hair and it is kind of shaped like Ron. <laughs> like Ron. And very small percentage of the population has yeah. red hair. So. That's huge. That's, That's huge. Very important. That's huge. <laughs> um, yeah. So now that they have the gun and there's only one of them, now they outnumber Leonard. We go back, back to the cabin. And... So uh, Andrew is able to check Redmond's driver's license and it is indeed O'Bannon and he like throws it to Leonard and is like, see, I fucking told you. And Leonard again is like, it doesn't matter. Like that's it. We had no idea that this isn't about that. This has nothing to do with that. And they're, planning to leave and he says we're gonna lock you in the bathroom and we're gonna leave so they are like aiming the gun at him they corner him into the bathroom close the door and immediately the a window in the bathroom shatters like he's broken a window and they all freeze like fuck like he's gonna get out of the bathroom he's gonna beat us to the car but they're like looking out the window and they don't see him and they're like we gotta make sure that he's in the bathroom because he could hurt us if we're like running to the car and he's there waiting for us and so they're calling out to him, like, Leonard, are you are you in there? Are you in the bathroom? He doesn't respond. They open the door. Bathroom is empty, but there's a... The window is broken. Doesn't look like a big enough window to fit Dave Bautista through it. <laughs> it had to be a pretty big window. And there is a shower curtain that's closed. So they're kind of like, no, is, it, no, no. is he behind the shower curtain? And Andrew just aims the gun in like the middle of the shower curtain and just shoots. Hell Nothing yeah. happens. Quiet. <laughs> I'm like, okay, maybe he's not in there and he's about to pull the shower curtain back and Leonard lunges at him from inside the shower. Yeah. He was in there and he <laughs> did get shot and he just didn't make a freaking peep. And he's so strong. He's so strong. Oh. He's so big. <laughs> so <laughs> Big and strong. And, um, yeah, so he he lunges out and he, I, I can't remember now how he gets, somehow he turns the TV back on and he's like, you guys need to believe me, like, this is a real thing that's happening, gets the, oh, he, he grabs the gun from them, he gets the gun, and so he, again, has the Damn. upper hand now, and he's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill you, I'm not gonna shoot you, I can shoot you in the leg, though, to make sure you don't run away, like, you need to see what I have to show you, they turn on the TV, and the news, it's 
planes are falling from the sky. It's a news report oh of God. a woman saying we now have almost 700 airplanes that have fallen from the sky and we're seeing footage of planes just like crashing into cities and people filming and screaming and it looks really fucking scary and I hate that um, they're like we don't know if this is some sort of like extremely well planned like cyber attacks none of the airplanes sent out SOS signals um, and so there's all this panic and uh Eric, he, he's like, the skies will fall. Basically, all the things that Leonard said in the beginning is like the whatever plagues will happen and the skies will fall. Like they're all they've all happened now. Well, Leonard's the one who right. told you. Yeah, <laughs> but Eric, Eric, Andrew is still yeah very much team like I don't buy it. But Eric is Eric is looking like he's buying it more and more, and. Uh, mm. And then Leonard goes, I remember this. I've seen this in my visions. This, I think, is live now. I can't remember. But he he turns to them with the TV behind them and he starts in sync with the reporter saying everything that she's saying. And she says, it's hard. Excuse me. Like she's overcome with emotion. And he like does that as well. And he says, it's hard for me to describe the images we are seeing of like disquieting horror. And it's like a lo- he says it for like a minute. And Andrew smashes the TV with the fire poker and is like, shut the fuck up. Like, how did you know she was going to say that? Like, are you pumping this feed in? Like, what's the fuck is going on? And Eric is looking, you know, like uh, this is maybe real. And so uh, Leonard says do you really think all of this is a coincidence? Or no, I think Eric asks Andrew, do you really think this is all a coincidence? And Andrew says, yes, yes, I I do. I absolutely do. And like, I'm not, like, even if I did believe this, I'm not killing my family. I'm not killing anybody in my family. Like, that's not fucking happening. Mm. And Leonard looks defeated by this. He thought maybe they would believe him by now and he says okay this last part I'd like to do outside and so they all go outside and he sits on a chair and he says will you make a choice for one last time and they say no like we're not gonna we're not gonna do it and Leonard nods and he says when I'm gone you'll only have a few minutes to do what you need to do to stop everything from happening. And they watch in horror as he slits his own throat off camera, off camera. <laughs> we don't get a look at it. Oh, we don't see. It's again like framed so that we're seeing his shirt get covered in blood. <gasps> yeah. Sprayed. Unfucking believable. It kind of tilts up at the end after the throat slitting and we do get a look, but it's not, it's like, it's, I wanted a close-up of that throat being slit. And immediately the skies start turning black. There's now uh, roaring like thunder clouds, lightning coming down. The trees in the forest are catching on fire. I mean, this is the sort of thing that needed to happen at step one if we really wanted this to go somewhere. We wanted to believe it. Enough with the TV broadcasts. You know, we've got deep fake Tom Cruise on TikTok. (laughs) 
I, that's not going to get me on yeah, board. And now we see a plane falling from the sky in real life, like where they are. Okay, so... And so so, it so it's seems real, real. real now. And... God damn it. God And Eric clearly, yeah, is like, this is real. And they have this very, um, I don't know, a a biblical conversation where Eric says the four of them each represented something like they was that they came here and they were showing us themselves. Their personalities are malice is Redmond. Nurturing was Adrian. Healing, Sabrina. Guidance was Leonard. They're the four horsemen of the apocalypse. We're getting real on the nose now. We're getting real explicit. Oh, wow. And okay, where are the I horses? Didn't the four, I didn't know the four horsemen had... I don't know shit about the four identities. horsemen. I don't know shit about the four horsemen. I don't know anything. I just know that there I didn't are know that. four horsemen. <laughs> I didn't know that there were guidance. Who knew? Who knew? Also, Does shouldn't they be on horses? That's kind of the main thing I knew about them. Uh, yeah, I should have fucking rode up on horses. What the hell? Um, but this is, it's like an emotional conversation. And Andrew is crying and saying they're, they're not worth saving. They hate us. Everyone hates us. And mm. Eric has seen something else. And he says they are worth saving. And my mind is made up. This is what I want to do. And, um, like you said, we only have a few minutes. Andrew has to kill him because they said you can't, you can't right. kill yourselves. Kill yourself. So Andrew is holding the gun, crying like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And Eric is crying and says, I'm thinking the most beautiful thought. I'm thinking about our daughter in the future. And we get a little flash forward seeing Andrew and when grown up, when like, I don't know, laughing together and having a sweet moment. And, <sighs> and, uh, Eric says like, like do it now. Like while I have this beautiful thought in my head, like I'm completely at peace and, uh, we cut away and we hear that gunshot. He did it. <laughs> oh my God. Oh and my God. all during this, when has been in this treehouse with headphones on, I think at some point they like told her, go up there and have your headphones on until we come and get you. And um, uh, Andrew climbs up the little ladder to go get her and she takes off her headphones and Andrew's face is like covered, all tears streaming down his cheeks. And she looks at him and says, did daddy Eric save everybody? Oh. <laughs> in the sweetest saddest little voice and um Andrew cries and they hug and they get into the car together and what's the sky what's the sky doing what are the trees doing it's still looking kind of not great but it seems to be receding a bit it's yeah getting a little bit better but there's okay. I mean there's still parts of the woods are on fire because they were on fire before and Mm -hmm. so and one of the trees has fallen as they are walking away one of the trees falls onto the house a burning tree lights the whole house on fire and so they get in the car truck they're driving away and they go to the nearest diner just outside of i don't know wherever they are and or they're they're in um i guess it doesn't matter they're in the other they're in the truck that um leonard and them took because they 
earlier slashed their tires of their truck so that they wouldn't be able to go. So mm. they found their truck. They're leaving in that. Go to this diner. We go in and there's all these people in the diner watching the news report that um, the final airline has just confirmed that all their planes have landed safely and the virus is is, is uh, this is our first hour where we haven't had a death and we're actually coming up on two hours with no death like this is a really good sign and um, yeah someone at the tsunami site is saying like oh it's like the the water is the water levels are going down um thank God. And so, yeah, it would seem to be like it did, did the trick, prevented the apocalypse and they get back in the truck to head home, I presume. And as they turn the truck on, Boogie Shoes comes on and they're sitting there like, it's obviously very painful to listen to. Andrew immediately shuts it off. And when slowly reaches to touch to turn it back on and she like gives Andrew this look it looks like I mean it's obviously they're both you know devastated and this is a nice memory of all of them uh, dancing to this song just before they arrived and so she sees that it's like hard for him to hear and she reaches back and she turns it back off and then he after a moment turns it back on and they drive away, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, huh. so the, okay, okay, okay. So the twist was they were telling the truth the whole time, <laughs> and if they had just murdered someone from the beginning, everything would have been chill, and none of these plagues and you know disasters. Well, it's interesting because I mean I think the whole thing is like a commentary on faith right and but it's also confusing because because all of them only end up believing in a thing when it's proven i'd say i guess the only ones with the faith are the are the right leonard and and his crew yeah the The horsemen. horsemen the horsemen and we never actually found out did I miss this? Did we miss like how Leonard found out that he needed to go do this? It was all in the visions. Like, it was all in their visions. They all had visions. It was they just all had their like visions. the same okay. vision, and so they figured it was true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I would call it huh. almost not a twist because, as I said, it's what I thought right, was going right. to happen from the very beginning, <laughs> and so I was a little disappointed. Yeah. I was obviously very disappointed by the lack of violence, but that said, I actually really enjoyed it a lot more <laughs> the second time because I knew what was going to happen. That you right. were like waiting for, yeah, a crazy and so thing I could to just happen. appreciate yeah. it a bit more. And I think everyone was really good in it. And um, there is something like satisfying about being like. No, there's no like, not like pulling the wool over your eyes. It's just the thing that I said was happening the whole time is what's yeah. happening. Like that's just yeah. what's happening. Um, all right. Yeah, and I mean, he's a really good director. There were a lot of shot compositions that I was just like, whoa, and yeah, yeah. I. I I love a home invasion. And so I, I do really like the claustrophobia of just like people in a room talking. I think that's a very fun horror movie setup. 
Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, Made me cry a little was, bit. I know. It was sad. It was mostly just sad because it was like, I mean, it's the same. It's kind of the, um, it's playing off of that same moral philo- philosophical conundrum. Um, that trolley problem. I was whatever. thinking about the trolley problem yeah, and I was l- meant to look it up beforehand. Cause I'm like, what's the, what's the answer to that? <laughs> I think there, there is, is one. An answer. That's the point. There isn't an answer, but no, I was thinking what about is like the answer to the trolley. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't even, I, I guess I was thinking about P- Peter Singer, Peter Singer's whole thing where he's like, if there's one child who's drowning, wouldn't you like jump in the river to save them? But if there's like a child that's like dying of poverty across the world, why wouldn't you like give up something of your livelihood to save them? Like, but we don't do that. If you know, like if it's presented in front of you, we'll do it. But if it's far away, we don't. And why, why don't we? And it's not like, a, yes. it's not the right moral choice yeah. to not do it. And so it feels like playing off of that similar mm-hmm. idea of like, you have to, I mean, it's not the same thing because it's not asking you to kill someone in order to save people, but it's the well, same and idea. And it's also like, like, how can you believe that it's true? We know that people are dying of poverty and horrible situation. It's like, but right. if someone just shows up and is like a big crazy thing is going to happen. I'm like, how do I Trust know you. that? How do I know that? Right. Which is why I would think that it was like a testament to or like a like an exploration of faith. And then but it is. Yeah, they don't they don't have faith. I guess Eric eventually does. But but why would he right. have faith? Mm. I would I, I think I, I think I would have played it out exactly how they did. Well, it almost would have made more sense if, like, they were coming to this cabin because an apocalypse was already happening. Like, they were, like, seeking shelter from something that horrible was already happening. That would have made more sense in the plot line, Mm -hmm. you know? And then it's like people are like, we could save you. We could save everything. If But if you're living a normal life and people say this, you're like, who are you? I mean, even right now, it's like things are bad. Things are really bad. If someone showed up right now, and I hope they don't, <laughs> at my door, and we're like, hey, uh, so you know how, like, everything is really bad right now? Um, it's about to get, like, turned up. It's just, like, what's happening is going to accelerate like crazy. The end times are coming. You can stop it. You you or Joel need to, like, kill one of you, like, right one now. Your cats. I mean, I would do that, but, um, but (laughs) which one they're like, one of you needs to kill the other one. (laughs) Which one, which one? I mean, I'm not saying I would want to, I'm just saying like Emily tell us right now. Oh, I don't want to kill one of them, but like, I'm just saying I would, I like, I would if it was, if it came down to it, it would be the oldest, whoever's the oldest. No, it wouldn't be the oldest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, um, like, even that, even knowing if someone was like, here's the thing is like, you think about how bad COVID is. Like it's about to become like, it, it, it is ha- like a thing you already know is happening. I still wouldn't do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I think there's something fundamental about like, no, I, no, no. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, um, <coughs> until it's like, instinct. I literally see a plane falling from the sky and the sky mm-hmm. is black. And so it's like, Oh, that's the that's the world we're gonna live in if we don't do this. Oh, okay, I guess I understand. But like, does it make me a selfish bitch? I don't know. I'm like, 
no, I'm not no, going to do it. I think that's a pretty, probably a lot of people's response. I feel like I'd feel the same way. Me too. Me too. I think right now I'm like, oh yeah, I would just be like, kill me. But in the moment, I would be like, I don't, I don't think realistically. Yeah, eventually you'd, eventually I think at the time that they get to it, you would get, anybody would be like, well, I guess, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got to <laughs> yeah. do it. But until you, until you get to a point where you're like, you literally have to, like one of us has to do this. Now the time really is, to, which I guess is the whole here, point. Here it is. The time is run out. Yeah. We've hit it. We've mm-hmm. hit it. Now I know. Uh, Sammy, thank you so much. You did such a good job per usual. I mean, you saw it twice in theaters, but it was still a very detailed. I did my best. Mean, you put in you a full-time yeah. job. Um, full-time job. Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I was I was a little disappointed the first time around. I kept thinking of that scene in Old <laughs> where she's in the cave and she keeps breaking her arms and they're healing. So she becomes yeah. like a little crazy like spider monster looking thing. And it's like so crazy. <laughs> and I've never seen anything like that done. And so I was like, when is it going to get crazy? Yeah. <laughs> but I yeah. guess not every movie has to get crazy. But I kind of wish it did. Well, the fact that it's R it's makes it makes sense. Like you wanted it to be crazy. It's R. Like if it's R, let's lean yeah. into it yeah. a little bit. I did. I wanted that. But... Getting an R rating just for language feels like uh, a who cares? Yeah, <laughs> yeah who yeah. cares? Um, Disappointing. But we did wow, it. We did it. We did okay, it. We also, did it. I read a spoiler guys, I had for the book that in the book, Gwen oh. dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm so glad that didn't happen. Well, I'm yeah, so glad, glad. That. that happens in fucking funny games. Sorry, spoiler God. for funny games. I don't want to think like, about funny games. It's like, that's part of the reason why funny games fucking fucked me up so much. Because it's like, yeah, the kid dies mm. in a fucked up way. That's not why it fucked me up. I didn't even remember that a kid died. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of forgot to. It was the worst part of the movie for me. Uh, I don't know. Far. I just remember being By like, Ew, this movie makes me feel so gross. Oh, we got to do Speak the No Evil soon. You guys are going to fucking hate God. it. Fucking damn it. Okay. Well, okay. wow. Wow, we did it. Another did show. It. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for being here with us. And um, it's so fun to be able to I do this. I hope that you are all seeing Titanic in 3D this weekend. I am going to see Titanic for the first time in my life tomorrow. Tim and I might go see it. Tim was the looking up tickets. I can't wait. Time I'm in so my excited. life. He has he what hasn't seen Super it since Bowl? he was like I'm going 10, to see Titanic. So. <laughs> what? Super Although Bowl. I am sad to miss Super Ship. Rihanna, but we'll watch obviously a little replay of the halftime show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so everybody go see Titanic go tomorrow. Go see Titanic. I am going to um, watch the freaking Last of Us tonight because they released it. I'm going to watch it tonight, I'm too. How scary is that show? Tonight. That is sad <laughs> time. time I hate. <laughs> if it were a movie, you know what's crazy about The Last of Us being the thing that I'm watching is if I thought about this, if it were a movie, I would never watch mm-hmm. it. I wouldn't want to watch it. And instead, <laughs> I'm spending so much more time watching it just because it's a TV show. Yeah, same, yeah. same, same. Like, I think I'm about so this all the scared time. and upset while I'm watching it, and I would never. It would be a movie we would cover, and I'd be like, "Well, I'm never seeing that." <laughs> yeah. 
But I, yeah, I'm going to yeah. watch it. That's a psychological thing. I, uh, I can't explain that either. I think because of what Sam was just talking about in terms of it ramping up at the end, because it's a TV show, it doesn't necessarily ramp up that much. So like yeah, last level, week I thought we were just going to gonna get a straight up happy ending. <laughs> no, we did not. No, we did not. I can't wait. Yeah. All, right, all right. Let's go watch the fucking nasty fungus zombies. I hate them. Ooh. I think those are, yeah, gonna, I think those are going to ramp up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Me too, I the fungus hate zombies. them so yeah. much. <laughs> Oh my god! You guys I have to pee so badly. I'm gonna go okay, okay, you okay. Guys. But this has just been so fun. Love you. Love you guys. Love everybody. Thank you for Should we do thank a voice to say goodbye? We love you, Dave Bautista. From Dave all Bautista. of us here. Oh, oh, what, what is he? Not too scary to watch. Oh, I just seem extreme grunting. Hi everybody! Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you really want to make our day, you can rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. You can also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast. We are on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want even more content, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. We will be back next week with a regular episode. We love you a lot. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.